Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. Hey guys, it's Thursday, which means we have a guest on our podcast today. Uh, Please welcome Sarah Nicole Landry, who we adore and have been friends with on Instagram for I don't even know how long. She's also known as the Birds Papaya. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we enjoyed doing it with her. Take a listen and don't forget to leave a comment and let us know your thoughts. One of the big things that we struggle with is that we have always sexualized a woman's body. And unfortunately, it can be sexual. It's allowed to be sexual, but that is not our core purpose. We're not on this planet for the purpose of male pleasure. Welcome Welcome to to the new series, Cocktails and Conversation with Kat and Nat. And we've decided to bring you all of these conversations with people that we like to have where there's a little bit of wisdom, always hilarity and hilaria. Some famous, some just cool, some drink, some don't drink, but there's always a conversation. Cheers, join us.
literally told like to be the mom who's like, and then we'll do like five step recipes, and then we'll do how to do organizational baskets. Thank like God that you didn't though, mm-hmm. or like it wasn't all of you. Like you guys have so many facts. This is the one thing I actually really like about you guys is that I felt like you are moms mm-hmm. who I don't identify you with by your children. Yeah. yeah, and that was hard because especially as my kids got older, they wanted to be online less, and that became really hard. So I was like, "Where's my identity at beyond being a mom?" Yeah, and that's a really hard space when you're like, "I'm a mom, but that is not who I am. Like right. that is a facet of me, but it is not my life's purpose." Yeah. Okay, so, so let's introduce. Let, why don't we like have we started? Yeah, we're, we've been started well, for a while. You want to pop that first? Did you, did you tell me we started? All right, you don't. You don't need <laughs> okay. to be told. Okay, uh, so so first, obviously, we want to ask. You don't need an introduction. Her? Yeah, or it's papaya. Well, Sarah. maybe. Okay, uh, maybe she does. Do. You, if you don't know her, turn this off immediately because you know nothing. You're no, living actually, under a rock. You know what? Turn it on. And, uh-huh. then, you can, and then it's a real... This got very... You know what we did before we popped this? <laughs> so Nat lives beside the cemetery. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. We put this in the... We were doing a Facebook Live in the cemetery and we put this in the um, snow. And as it I warm. put it in the snow, I said to Kat, what are the chances we forget this in the cemetery and she said very hot so we forgot it in the cemetery <laughs> so we had to go unbury it in the cemetery oh oh so it's, it's a zombie shampoo <laughs> it's, it's it's it is as our life um yeah a little bit of a shit show. it's a spirit it's a real we're gonna spirit. Spirit. so this 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 bottle is uh because we like to have, have do drinks during these conversations mm-hmm. but also to celebrate that you got one million followers on instagram friends, last night yeah. <laughs> friends and the, what i was saying is when our facebook live is it's not like you're one of those like people who had one crazy couple cup crazy things go viral and then you got a million this has been 12 years in the making years, of yeah. hard work and amazing content and everything so this is let's celebrate pop that shit in the old school way Okay, ready? Don't hit the camera. By the way, I got these for Christmas two years ago. The stickers are still on. As you do. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, is it? Wait. She's a surprise. Also, I, this is my whole life. Like, everyone's like, my, I'm really bad. I guess I don't do myself first, right? Okay, yes. Okay. What's your whole life? Get me dry. Always leave stickers on things. Oh, I know. Like, Sarah, just because you thrifted it, you don't need to leave the 499 sticker on it. Wait, I have to tell you, my neighbors still have their window stickers on their windows. Like on every single. But I told her, I'm like, that's that's something that would happen when you leave things too long. You just get used to them. Well, I was like, get them on for so long. All right, so we're gonna cheers to just life. This always happens in my dishwasher, and apparently it's because of the angle I put them in my dishwasher. Do you do shipping? Uh, occasionally, yeah. We'll just do a little. It's yeah. it's not real. It's, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll drink the rest. Yeah, now nah, <laughs> cheers. I'm, cheers. Gonna, I'm a super lightweight, so I have to do a very yeah. You me too. too. Yeah, I'm and wine keeps giving me headaches. So champagne, I'm usually okay with, but yeah, it's really just, light. Just, we'll do, it's cheers. I don't like it. Well, just hold it for okay, God's sakes. It. I'm gonna put could it in Could you tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, so my name is Sarah Nicole. I'm. A are you Sarah Nicole? Yeah, so I am just Sarah, but I went by Sarah Nicole long enough that now I am kind of Sarah Nicole because when I got divorced, I didn't know what to identify myself as because I either had to go back to my maiden name, which was corny, like actually corny, not just like, oh, it was so corny. (laughs) That actually was it. So I couldn't couldn't go back. I'm not laughing. My mom was like, no, I totally understand. Like, please don't do that. And so I 
didn't know what to do because I either had to carry my ex-husband's name or go back to my maiden name. So, and I'd been like 11, 12 years, so I just went to Sarah Nicole. So that's your last name? No, um, but then I got married. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I, for years, I only was identified as Sarah Nicole online because I didn't know what else. To, I couldn't just be Sarah. So I went Sarah Nicole and I'm married. So I'm Sarah Nicole Landry. Oh, Landry's nice. Name, or did you make that name? Okay, so no. did you just imagine? Add? It's my Lady Gaga. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, no, I, I wear cat and hat, no last names. No. Just, yeah. Just cat and hat. That's our signature. So you, we have, here, okay, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I don't Wait, know. did she finish? She just said her oh, sorry, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Nicole, and then she didn't oh, finish. Yeah. Um, so I began blogging 12 years ago, honestly, just out of boredom and motherhood. I felt like I was, I needed something beyond my kids. I wanted to feel creative, and I started to really find community online from a lot of other, like, craft mummy bloggers, and so I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that, and um, it really evolved, and, and what I, the things that I thought I was going to do, like, I thought my impacts were going to be in you know the crafts that I would make that would maybe go viral on Pinterest. But Are you really good at crafting? No, I'm horrible, but I really tried. <laughs> like that. And I had no money, so it was like a lot of just like stuff from the thrift store that I spray painted and was really excited about. But regardless, it wasn't that that really carried me through. It was the community building. It was the, that was what I really loved about it. It wasn't what I was bringing to the table. It was what I was connecting with and the people I was connecting with. So, 12 years later, um, I then went through a. Well, on Instagram, I went through a big weight loss, and then I had a lot of struggles with body dysmorphia, a lot of issues with disordered eating. What does that mean? It just means when how you see your body. So, for example, I was 225 pounds, lost weight, and went down to 114 pounds. So I actually was incredibly thin in a size Whoa. zero. And you're tall. And I'm tall. So I was very, very thin. When you look now, people are very shocked to see it, but at the time... All I saw was that I was still big. I still struggled with my size. I I actually had more anxiety around my body than I did before because for many people, um, losing weight and dieting is a really healthy activity that they do. And for 25 to 35% of people, it actually goes into a form of a disorder. And that Mm. was what I fell into. Is that from because of the dieting and exercise rather than like, because I have a family member who from a very young age, like, in and out of hospital and it was always taught to me that it was more about control than yeah it so was. it can be one or the other so okay. for, but for me it, for it was very though. much because my body now was this performance track of this validation that I was feeling online and when you've built your platform and you're finally growing off of this one message I didn't have anywhere else to go so I really I, I honestly broke down I was going through a divorce I lost even more weight the stress of it was unreal because you felt the pressure to keep thin for your yeah. followers and I was doing it and really and the thing is I had gotten so thin because a lot of the things that people weren't seeing like how overworked I was how stressed I was how my marriage was failing there was there's so much going on and I was continuing three to kids. lose weight and three kids yeah that too <laughs> um so after my divorce I really had to face some like serious demons in the fact of like what I was projecting online wasn't honest and it wasn't true mm-hmm. and I was so tired I was tired of this and I was tired of obsessing about my body like it was the most important part of me and I knew that there had to be more and I knew I was going to have to gain weight and I knew that all these things had to happen. Why did you know you were going to have to gain weight? Because I was so thin and I couldn't maintain okay. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, we've been following you since. Yeah. Like early days. Early day, days. And we wanted to clap with you way back I then. I know. And Brianna, the yeah. Gabby Body Mommy, was like, to be honest with you, her social anxiety is so through the roof. Yeah. She'll never come. And, and she we was, were like, like and they what? were really shocked. 
Well, I had a lot of it. Like there was definitely, I had, I didn't even know how to bridge into the world of, I was doing everything on my own at home, being a stay at home mom, and then breaking into this whole world that's incredibly out there. I'm a very extroverted person, mm. but when your anxiety is so built up around what you look like <gasps> and your whole platform is around what you look like, oh. try and leave the house. When you from face tuning your body, when you're 114 pounds, you're still not happy. Your whole platform is built on this one thing. You've just got to keep it steady and keep it alive. And it was hard as hell. So after all of that, and there's people like Brianna who literally the, the salt of the earth kind of people who stuck with me through that. They must have seen how bad I was. They must have seen how hard it was and they didn't judge me. They just kind of held my hand through it. And then when I came through, these are still my friends today, right? So after all of that, I really realized that a big part of what was missing for me is that I wasn't seeing, I wasn't seeing different bodies that felt like I was ever represented and through a series of events chose to kind of start showing up that way because I realized how much it benefited me to see that and be exposed to it. We've been, we're very saturated with the singular image of a woman. We're not very saturated with the other side of things and what the rest of the population looks like. So I, I started doing it for me to kind of free, there's this like saying where once a secret is told, it loses its power. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about my body. If I hit it, nobody would know and I'd be okay. And the more I shared, the more vulnerable I became, the less I thought about my body, the less I prioritized it as the most important part of me, the more I could exist in my life, the more I could actually step into my kid's childhood and be a participant of it and not just like a sideliner. It just allowed me to be more present through like these acts of, I don't know, vulnerability online. And, and it really championed a lot of conversations that I, more than my body, I was able to talk about, you know, the uncomfortableness of divorce and shared custody and, you know, things like assault and, and just all of these different things that have kind of happened. Every, everything that's as it's happening is what I'll talk about and what I try and like journey through and create a platform to talk about. Because like we talked about pigeonholing, I don't ever want to be identified for my body again. And while I realize I'm, I'm pushing the pendulum the other way now, I also don't want to be only identified as that because there's, I'm going to grow away from that. I'm going to grow as a human. I'm going to grow mm -hmm. as a woman. And I want to continually evolve and, and have an audience that supports me in that. So I've been so blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. So I, I we are, I, I think we're anomalies in that we don't have a lot of attention on our, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but we don't overfocus on our bodies. Yeah, super. You guys did a great video about it too. You did a whole one about the mom truths of like, like not obsessing about our body so much. I just we do. I you know I don't. I don't know if it's because of how we grew up in the fact that so we're just grateful for um, being alive. Yeah, like <laughs> really, like that's where we yeah. come, like we're like I woke up today. We're pretty fucking lucky. Like we saw our moms, single moms. And that's why I think we're so passionate about single moms because mm. I think that you, you're, you sometimes it feels like having extra thoughts is almost a privilege because most of the moms we meet are fucking making it through the day and yeah. trying to survive and feed their kids, right? Yes. And I think for us, we saw our moms yeah. literally making it through the day mm -hmm. and just trying to feed us. Like imagine and, the privilege of having time to think about yeah, like and, superficial and, shit. And yes. even mom guilt, right? Yeah. It's a privilege to be yeah. able to be like, I feel guilty I couldn't be home tonight yes. for dinner. Yeah. Yes. most moms are like, I fucking did this all. Like, yeah. you're so lucky. It, to us, some, some of it's a privilege to have those thoughts, right? And I remember my mom told me recently, and she's like, I never ever said this, but she's like, at one point, remember I told you she sat on the train tracks and thought, what if I, if I don't go home tonight? Mm. And I was like, 
and I was like, I never saw you that way. Yeah. And you were thinking you weren't enough just throughout the day. And I was yeah. like, holy fuck. That yeah. you hit, what did you hide? But it was so much more about just showing up every day versus... Absolutely. So I think for the conversation is so confusing for so many because not yeah. only do they not feel enough mm-hmm. in just the way they look, mm-hmm. it's not enough in every way, right? Exactly. Like, and this is the whole thing and, and why I love to kind of, I actually don't label myself as body positive. A lot of people will label me that as that, but I, I don't really super identify with that because I think it's just another thing that we fail at. Yeah. It's just another thing that we <laughs> yeah. feel, well, I don't love myself. So am I feeling at that too? Right. Like, yeah. crap. So I really like to go around, how do we stop thinking about our body so much? How do we actually exist a lot more? And, and I will say, like, especially into that single motherhood thing, I was a single mom for like mm-hmm. three years and I would say for the longest time I always felt really bad for single moms. I got a lot of empathy for them, like how hard they must have it. It must be, I have never felt stronger mm-hmm. and more capable mm-hmm. to take on the world as I did in that season. And I think the one thing is that it's what happens for so many women is they get stuck because they're so afraid. They're stuck in bad relationships and situations because they're so afraid what that all those years might look like. And yeah, it's hard as hell, mm-hmm. but there's something about waking up and doing it that is so amazing. Cause you're like, nothing can stop me. Cause I'm doing this every day. I'm working two jobs, got the three kids. We're alive. We're well, yeah. we have a village helping us. Like I had my parents involved in, I mean, it's not easy. And there's part of me that's still like, my heart will always align with them so much. But yeah, there is, it is really like a go, go, go. And it's not a lot of extra time to think about all the other things. Yeah. And also we, um, I think we also, we identify with being able to, we choose our partners. We don't need them. Yes. Yeah. That's a huge, huge thing. We need to talk about that more. Yeah. We, we, we said it and they were like, they were like, Pardon? Our husbands. Yeah. yeah. I go, we don't need you, but we, <clears throat> we choose you. Yeah. And that is a really fucking... And we could do it on our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we but could take some people kids. really do need their partners. Oh, yeah, that... They, they <laughs> yes. do need their, and the, yeah. what you're saying is the empowerment. You the can empowerment also feel empowered. Like, we should never feel. I guess. I guess for me, it's I don't ever want a woman to feel like because she feels like she's incapable of being on her own. That's why she's in a relationship. Right. Yes. Totally. And for me, that's at the time, I had been a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom for ten years. I had no education. I had no career under my belt, and now I am living at my parents' house at thirty with three kids. How, I'm like, oh how did all these here? years, so there's 10 years there, there's three years, so <laughs> you've been married, like, were you 12 when you got married? I was 19. Okay. So I was 19, got divorced at 30. I had all three kids by the time I was 25. So I'm 35 now. My youngest is about to turn 10. So I mean, this has been about, yeah, like it's been, a, it's been a good, I feel like when Instagram hit was like right at the crux of like my life imploding and kind of like st- building a new foundation. So it's been a really important thing to be incredibly authentic about, incredibly vulnerable about, because not a lot of people have the ability to share in the moment of those things happening. Reflectively, we can a lot. And I don't talk about the reasons why around my divorce because there are children involved. Oh my God, like totally understand. But yeah, like there's there's a lot. I don't, I, I mm. love having choice in my relationship. I love waking up every day and choosing that same person over and over again. I love that we have that, that, that I know that I'm going to be okay because I did it once. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, I don't ever want to see a woman be stuck in something because she thinks she can't because I'm like the epitome of someone who shouldn't have been able to. Huh? That's that's good advice. I mean, I, it must be a lot of women must be really scared to leave. 
Uh, it took me, so a lot of people are like, how did you get the courage to leave? And I was yeah. like, okay, so I said, I want a divorce. And three years later, I actually did it. So there is a, there is a huge gap in what a lot yeah. of people, there's a grieving process. And there's a lot of things like, what about the house? And what about the car? Yes. And, that, and the thing is, this is what happens over and over and over again. And a huge part of it actually does come, our bodies do come into play a little bit. Because if you actually struggle at the end of the day of how you look at yourself, as a raw human being, it actually can affect how you think of yourself outside of those things. Totally. So if you don't think that you have worth in your body, why would you think that you have worth in your job? Why would you think you have worth in your relationship? Why would you think you have worth in all of these other facets of your life if you're not willing to see yourself as just a core human of human of worth? So it really took a lot of work through understanding my value and understanding my worth to start stepping into that. I mean, therapy, years of like conversations, good friends, like it... It com- I had to I had to talk to my parents after hiding things for so many years. About there was a relationship. Yeah, like there there were plans set in place. Like I knew I had somewhere to go, but it, it was a it was a strange. When I actually did leave, it was literally a very calm Wednesday. Picked up the kids from school, took them to my mom's house, explained it all within an hour. Everything I expected it to be like this explosive moment, but it was actually really calm. It was a decision that I knew I needed to make, and as soon as it was it was made, it wasn't like this wavering. It was like, no, I'm very confident in this decision. I did go through the process of mourning. You know what? I'm going to lose my home. While you know, you were journaling, right? Probably yeah. while you were like, I also heard when I was in school that um, a divorce is harder than death, actually, because that person is still there every single day. Yeah. So if a, if it's not maybe like if, it, if there's a there's not a there's not yeah. an end and you have to navigate that relationship, your relationship just changes the post and you're like yeah. I still have to deal with you. Yeah. And you know, and if there's a death, it's often it's closure. It's like okay. I I can grieve. Is it easier? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's it's often no. yeah. the grief is still the same, but the grief can go on for years. When the, then, then when they Forever. remarry and they get yep. another chat, and you're like, oh my god, I had this life with you, and now it's yeah, um, you know. So it's not. I guess the point is, you're saying it's not easy. It's not fucking. It's not as easy as no. like I'm leaving. To, I'm gonna yeah. get a divorce and be great. It's like yeah. and I had like literally gotten out of high school, got engaged, got married, so straight from my parents' house into a maritable, maritable, but, maritable, yeah, maritable, maritable. Merit maritable home. We, we have no. We I lunch at the champagne. Yeah, there we go. But and then, and you had your you had your parents to help you when you did leave. Yes. Um, growing up, what was your relationship like with your mom? So my mom was uh, like the mother goose cross with Martha Stewart of parents. Oh. Yeah, she was an early childhood educator. So I grew up with every single week of my childhood being themed. And in our family, the women were, um, they, they ruled, the women were the, were the center of the family, right? So in our family, it's always the women, always the women, always the women. Wait, did you have brothers and sisters? No, just, just my one sister. And then my dad is an incredible being and he just loves my mom so much. So I, I grew up in such a healthy home and such healthy like there was a lot that my mom, it's funny because my mom is the kindest human. Whenever we talk about hurt people, hurt people, I can't align to that. Cause my mom is one of the people who was hurt the most in life oh. and is the kindest, most loving human. So she made choices every day to show up for us. And it's funny because she struggled in her weight our whole life because of her trauma really showing on her body. Um, and it's funny because I think about my childhood and this is always a reminder for me. I don't remember my mom for her thighs. I don't remember her for her cellulite. I don't remember her for her body. I remember her for mom. I remember yes. how she loved me. And I, and I think as mothers, we, we really have to remember that stepping into how we speak about ourselves around our children, because like, that's our first, that's our narrative that becomes their narrative. But I 
grew up in an, an incredibly great, like great home, great family. They were nothing but supportive. Every week of my childhood was themed between like planets, like Pioneer Week, where we to make butter, like no pressure. Was, wow. Was, um, yeah, and I'm nothing like that. <laughs> so that was my. It was so weird to have a mother who, and she's so organized. And my room was always like the room that looked like a bomb went off in it. Yeah. So I grew up never really identifying with my mom for how she did as like a mom and how she ran a home and how she could craft. And is your so, sister like her? A little, yeah. I would say she is more like her in that way and I'm more like her in personality. Mm. But as I came into motherhood, it shook me because I'm like, I don't, well, I don't oh, like play uh, That's hard. I don't like crafts. I don't like this. I want to just go to, like my son was my favorite because he was like, can we go to Target today? Like when we had Target. But yeah. that was like, I loved having a kid that loved doing adult things. And I struggled with mommy groups. I struggled with like, cause I was like, I can't, I, I need like the fringe women. I need the women who are not, who are taking their laptops to the park to like work and like their kids are going to play like I, I had to find the women who I, I connected know. with it was so we always hard say, like you know they're like get down on the floor and play with your kids but I'm a grown-up I have no interest in playing that no. toy you're a kid you play with that toy you do that puzzle I uh, this isn't fun for me I couldn't yeah I couldn't identify that and I was a stay-at-home mom so here I was and I had to redefine what parenting looked like for me and it was so different than what I looked like growing up right. and yet again I was also in a relationship that looked nothing like the one I grew up in oh so there was a lot of like um that was really hard. What did she do when you said you were getting married at 19? You know when you're 19 and you're uh -huh. already trying to prove yourself? There was no listening to that. And I remember, I remember the engagement at one point was off. And all I could think about was how the invitations were already out and I needed to not let people down. Oh, and shit. it's so crazy that at 19, that was my biggest concern was the invitations are out and how am I going to like go Was he 19 that? too? No, he was like 22 or 23. Okay. So yeah, there was just a lot of factors there, but my, it's amazing how you can be raised one way and then fall into a totally different situation. Oh my God, right? Thank God they let you be. Like, I think that so many yeah, parents, great. you know, um, so many parents personalize their children like as when they're not like you or when mm. they're different and you feel like you know you're somehow like a bad mom because maybe they are off the rails for like <laughs> we went off the rails so we understand when you went off the rails did you feel like your parents felt like dude they no they, I know they weren't they, they were busy <laughs> But I feel like when I went off the rails, I don't feel like my I, my, I felt like my mom was like, that she had done a bad job. I think she was just like, get your shit together, Maddie. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, come on. I, but not like beat side of So that I think they were like, I don't, good luck. Like, it was very hands off. It was kind of like, you'll <laughs> sail this ship and good, like, yeah. I mean. It worked out. Yeah. So. They, I, they very much left me to my own devices, which was not, there was five kids in my family. Uh. And my parents went away every weekend. <laughs> I was like, I well, like them. I was, <laughs> I I, so did I. And I was 12, and they would roll out, and the party would roll because everyone was a teenager, and I was the youngest of the teenager. And I remember coming to your house, and I don't remember seeing parents. Every every Friday, so we had it down to a science. And <laughs> so I was the 12 year old drunk with the oh teenagers. Oh my gosh. I was bad. That was yeah. really bad. But you know what's so crazy when, yeah, you, think about, when you think about that stuff is like, as parents, we put so much pressure on ourselves to like be there and be present yeah. and do all these things. Yet her and her brother, all the people that grew up in the house, very successful about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we're you are who you much. are because of this stuff <laughs> yeah. too, right? And, and I think this is this is the huge part of what everyone kind of. 
we look at success as like the most important thing in our lives. How can I be a successful mom, a successful wife, a successful homemaker, a successful in my business? And the fact is a lot of us need to fail. We need to fail yes. a lot of oh, times yeah. and that's what builds our success and, and that's resilience. what builds who we are. Mm -hmm. So like you having all of those experiences didn't make your parents bad parents at all. No. You had those experiences and it mm -hmm. actually at some somehow built into who you are oh, now. No. Did, but let me tell you, they weren't at the uh, dinner table with their friends talking about <laughs> what are their, like it's but successful yeah. once you're through it. But yeah. as a mom going through it, yeah. no one's like preaching to the choir being like, my kid just dropped out of high school today and they're going to be the best people ever. On that topic of like, you know, when you fail and then you learn and then you become who you are based on all these things, sometimes we say our kids will just have it too good. Like we're married, we have, we have, they have all this good stuff. Where are they going to build the resilience? Well, I just read an article this week, <laughs> which made me feel so much better because it was like, is it possible to overspoil your child? And they said that having your children having too much is not that they're right. having too little is what builds their character. Yeah. It's the relationships you build with them. Yes. They're more likely to mimic kindness and love yeah. based on what they experience, not how much they have. Yeah, so totally. And, and you know, it's how you remove barriers for them, which yes. is actually like if they fail the test and you go in and tell the teacher that they didn't actually fail, oh. that they should and get parents, do and parents that. really do that all it the is. time. What yeah. is that called? Bulldozer parent? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. We've done. Like, we don't I even don't know. I'm a survivalist parent. I just do whatever <laughs> it takes to survive. Well, yeah, between week on, week off, it's, it's hard to bring yeah. to so we have like a, it's a weird shift. So I have my kids uh, Wednesday through Sunday. So it's like a, if they split in the middle of the week, which is so impractical because like they come home with their stuff, they come off the oh. bus with their stuff. Oh. And so we transition midweek. So school and everything, it's very disjointed. I don't recommend this schedule, but it's what we had to work with. And you're 50, 50, 50, 50. Wow. I mean, really that's, 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 that's the way I guess it should be when you well, have two loving parents, but yeah, because a lot of people are like every when Wednesday and every other weekend. That was yes, my I would have, siblings. I would have loved that. Um, so basically, <laughs> how it works in the legal system is if both parents want mm -hmm. 50 50, then you have to disprove the other person needing that. So it, it's a whole other process. So it makes more sense to just if both parents want to be equally like split, then you have to create that schedule and that's like yeah. what works. And that's nice that you know, when, when there are two parents who want them equally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, biggest misconception about you huh I think a lot of people are surprised that I'm really nice in real life and oh. I always that takes me back a little bit because I'm or like that I look the same oh. or things like that because I think that we've gotten so used to seeing falsified realities of people and their personalities I love that she said everyone's like wow you look so good in real life but it's so true like you shit know show online. They also are like, it's you're actually the same. And I'm like, are you surprised? Like, I, I hope I'm the same in real life. They always say that, eh? Like, yeah. you're exactly like you are online. But I guess there are people, and we have experience, and I'm sure you have yeah, yeah. too, people's personalities and what they perceive online, and then you meet them in real life, and you're like, Oh, oh yeah, I definitely oh. have. I've definitely had both sides of it for sure. It's almost like a relief when somebody you've known and built a relationship yes. with online when you get to meet them and you're like, oh my gosh, you're actually who I wanted yes. you to be. Oh, I wanted you to totally. be. Totally, like, you're the same thing. So I would say that would be one. Every once in a while, people are like, I don't know, it's hard. I think because I work in like a lot of like the. I guess it's considered self-acceptance, but more like I like to talk about like body confidence more mm -hmm. than anything and like neutral, neutral thinking, but people really get upset that I still love hair and makeup and I, oh, I yeah. just can't let I that, that part of, I can't, I can't let that part of me go why? because why? I don't know. Because Not you let go, but why are they upset? 
I think because for a lot of people, when they see a conversation around confidence or acceptance, that means that you have to go all the way down this mm -hmm. natural path. Mm -hmm. And for me, it would actually completely dishonor who I am because yeah. I love that first part of the morning where I get to put my makeup on. Yeah. I love doing my hair. It actually makes me feel different. Like some, And I still share the other side of me with like wet hair and like I no makeup. I share both. That drives me crazy. It's, it's such a, it's an actually an act of self-love for me when I'm doing that. Like we, I talk a lot about how self-love, we always expect to be a feeling, but it's actually an action. It's more motion than emotion. And so for me, like touching my face in the morning, putting my makeup on, it feels like this tangible start of the day act. And it really does change who I am. If I start the day and I'm like, you know what? Pajama day, I'm the least productive person. So right. Even we if need I'm to get all this trained. Oh, so no. like getting myself together. It's like people when they're job hunting and they say, when you're job hunting, get up, yeah. put a suit on, put a blanket on, dress for it, like put your mind <laughs> in that headset. It really does change me. You know, I'm going to be very productive today, not wearing my Lulu's and <laughs> with a glass of Prosecco. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. But I actually already got it. It's like I feel more productive when I feel like I've gotten ready for the day in a certain way. And as an entrepreneur, somebody who works for themselves, that's that used to be part of like I used to be at the office at like seven a.m. Yeah, the book the blows our minds is people who go to the office every day blows our fucking minds. Well, I, I just have had to. We, I we've been to there work though. So early because I was working two jobs at for a season, so I would serve at night times. So I had to work an early shift at the office from seven to three, so that I could get to my dinner shift for the four thirty. Did you make more money serving? I made a lot of money serving. Uh, so did I talk about that a lot. Oh, oh it was uh, such and it was such a good like fun. Oh, so fun. And it's talked to me. It's so. We should oh, wait for And you know what? Bit. I can't. You I'm know too what? Shy. <laughs> I could no. only be the person who took them to the table. You follow me. And I, I and follow then you. Yeah, yeah. You actually learn so much because you learn the resiliency of like yes. setting your emotions aside for a period of time, not to like not deal with them, but they are kind of checked at the door. You learn serving people yes. and like having to work through somebody giving you like pressure back. I think everybody like, should be. says all of our kids need to be served. Yeah, 100%. Be, I've said the and, same thing. And I knew it was time to quit when I went to go do something and they, they were like, and then this. And I go, and you mean please. Please, right? Like, cause they didn't say please. Yeah. And I was like, and you mean please. And I was like, oh shit, it's time. Like the minute people's yeah. like, you know, dismissiveness. Yeah. Became... The snapping of the fingers. Yeah. And I thought, like, just yeah. settle the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working really hard. There are yeah. rude people. Oh, eh? such rude and people. And you really see it. And, and, and derogatory and yeah. sexual. Like That's they like I, grab I, you. I like, didn't serve because I was afraid of like boys, like guys. Like, oh, they're trying really to hit rude. on me. And I wouldn't know what to do. They That's why I do. They like a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Nat. I have to tell you, the strippers have taught me more in life than they have taught. <laughs> and like, I, I wish they're just would, so grateful. I feel that. They're, they're so they're, grateful. They're, they're, they're grateful. Well, well, they're, almost. They're grateful <laughs> and they are, they've had the hardest lives that the people I know, they smile every day. They're like, what can I do to help you? I yeah. feel like we're like, oh, stri-. everyone's like strippers. And I'm like, they're just people mm-hmm. who don't have an option. And often nobody they, chooses to no, go out no. and stripper. And often they can't, they're, they're not from like, nope. this isn't their first language no. necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you try being someone from another yeah. country. Strippers are nice guys. Just they're really, if you're looking for a third and they're not dirty. It's like, they're not dirty. A third husband. <laughs> Who's her second husband? <laughs> One part of you, uh, like on your Instagram, mm-hmm. there is a lot oh. of um, posts where you don't have your clothes on. Yeah. Now, number one, why do you think that's so important for mm-hmm. like you're putting it out there not just because you want to take your clothes off, but yeah. you you're doing it because for, for the people. Yeah. Why? Um, goes back to really how I felt. So years ago, I Joanna Griffiths from NYX, yes. she's CEO. She she asked me to model, and and at the time I didn't really have a big following, and she was like, I really want you to model, and I was like, no, and she was like, we're not doing the shoot without you, and so I was like, okay. So I went, and this is like right at the. I just started to gain weight. I was like, this is. I was just trying to step into this new realm. I literally had tiptoed my way into like barely sharing a stretch mark. I just knew I wanted to normalize some of the stuff that I felt really alone in. And I did the shoot with them and they published the photo and it was from a low angle of my stomach with the underwear on. 
And I mean, it doesn't matter how well fitting underwear is everything. My body is squishy. So everything kind of looks squishy. And I was like, Oh gosh, when I saw it, I like literally sucked in a breath and like my heart began to race. And then I read the comments and women were like, I've never seen a body like this. I've never seen one like mine. This would be three years ago. Wow. Two, three years ago. Yeah. So they were like echoing the same thing over and over. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, there's others like me. Like I knew in theory that they might exist, but to see people (laughs) comment, not to me, but to Nick's and say, I've never seen a woman with a stomach like mine. I didn't know others existed. And it made me realize that regardless of the whole body positive movement and all of this stuff and people owning their bodies, there were so many parts that were still holding me back. And I knew that if we were so saturated with this one image of a woman, what if we started saturating it with something different? And I really wanted to start representing it. There's, there's no part of me that's like, oh, I really want to post my stomach yeah. naked. There's yeah. no part of me that wants that. Yeah. That is not something that makes me feel good, but it makes me, it feels like, it feels like an act of love. It feels like an act of um, sharing and connecting. And I want to normalize something that is truly so normal, but we just haven't seen it. And sometimes it feels really weird to like, how do you deprioritize your body by showing it? But truly it, it's no longer a distraction for me. I, I can't even explain it anymore, but I don't look Letting at the your secret and, out. Yeah. The secret's out. So I'm like, I see myself now. Like I was the one who wore the t-shirt in the bedroom with my husband and walked backwards out of the room. I think, didn't I see think that's a lot of women. I it's think a that's lot of still women. a lot of women who do that. And I think it's also more than just how they feel about their body. I think yeah. it's how they, um, I think it's just about how you, how we've been brought up and yeah. how we like, I think that the, the bedroom, especially yeah. holy fuck. It is, but and it's so, oh, it's still such an interesting conversation. Just, just the face. Honestly, I like, the, I like the mood set of a lights off anyways, but I understand <laughs> that like, whatever. But. I know they like to see it, but the face, I'm like, no, <laughs> they like to see it. They like to see it. I mean, they like to see it all. They really don't. They care so oh my much. Gosh. <laughs> boys are like, I'm giving me. Just, they would probably take a lifeless body. Oh, like, they don't. God. They just want something that's breathing and they can play with. It's all they My want. My husband was so respectful around, like, because when we started dating, he has no children. I have children. So already I'm stepping into this and I'm scared as hell. His previous girlfriend was a yoga instructor. So I was like, huh. yeah. so I, our whole relationship where there was definite rules, like unspoken and unspoken, he was never to touch my stomach ever. Like that was I actually, not going to be allowed. My C-section scar is so sensitive. I'm kind of like, that don't, can, that can don't be touch me. I'm like, but, oh God, it's- I remember one time we were laying on my side and he went to like spoon me and I guess he accidentally, like he hit his hand against my stomach and we both went like this. And then I, oh in instinct, I took his hand and I put it on my stomach while I'm laying on my side. So literally it's pooled like melting ice cream down one side of me. Yeah. And I just began to weep because I was like, I have stripped myself of the opportunity to be held and loved. Like he's wanted to love me and that I've wanted to be loved because I told myself that my stomach was this barrier between me and him. And ever since that moment, I'm like, I, he sees me all the time. I feel so much more free. And I'm like, it's, it's amazing the roadblocks we put in our minds for how this all exists. But it, it's just, I can't even How long into your it. relationship was, was that? We were married. Wow. We were married. So he had never really even touched my stomach before I got, it, it's just, and the thing is, it's very, very common because in a society that doesn't really encourage change and growth, it can be really hard for women, mm-hmm. especially when they go through postpartum, this almost like traumatic change. And there's so much messaging around getting your body back and not moving your body forward. So we have the bounce back. I talk about bounce forward because there is no going back. We're not going that direction. No. So why are we, we're never going, why are we going, it, I mean, even our hips, 
like shift like an inch out. So our jeans aren't going to really fit the same. Nothing's really going to be the same. And in, you know, I had a friend who was a really good example of this. She was like, I am, she's like, I'm fit now, but I didn't have the time, money and energy to be fit. Like I am now when I had two young babies on my hips at home, like that way it's a different season for so many. And for some, it comes off like this. And for others, oh, it doesn't at all. The first comes off, the second doesn't, the third, like, you know, everyone's different. We change. So oh, we change. And we're still, yeah. and the thing is the body you have to date, like 15 years from now, yeah. you're going to wish, like your body's only going to age yeah. and change and we beat ourselves up. And then if you went back like 20 years ago, you probably hated your body back then, but you would have oh, given yeah. everything you would have to do, go back yeah, then. Exactly. That, and that's such an important thing. But coming back to like this imagery and like posting nude, ah. one of the big things that we, we struggle <laughs> with is that we have always sexualized a woman's body yeah. and unfortunately so it can be sexual it's allowed to be sexual but that is not our core purpose we're not on this planet for the purpose of male pleasure so we're allowed to show our bodies we're allowed to celebrate them it doesn't have to be an act of like promiscuity right. and and it actually has caused me to look at my body more as an art form mm -hmm. and I appreciate other women's bodies more as an art form and I find that the more diverse bodies that I follow the more it makes me see that you know what there's actually so many more than that one facet that we thought was oh my beautiful. god 100% there's so like everyone being so different and we weren't designed to all look the same like we just weren't we, oh, we we're can't. not genetically supposed to look the same what an unrealistic goal to put on ourselves you know I lived in Africa and uh, the women there I was disgusting like being this thin oh it's the opposite mm -hmm. you they would pad themselves to because it makes wow. them look wealthy because they have they, oh. they, they, would, they would put pads and pads and pads on them and they're like what's wrong with you and I was like I'm doing the best I can here and they were like eat eat I'm like I am eating I like you know but they were yeah. like the smaller you are the uglier you are isn't that so they funny? also couldn't understand why people stole kids kidnappers oh like, what the fuck is that <laughs> I want to eat yeah I'm like because kids would walk by themselves I'm like aren't you are you kidnapping with wow maybe for for money but not grown children walking down the street mm -hmm. huh isn't that crazy and if you that stole from is. someone you could get killed for it like you would never take we're here we steal for more they don't right anyway that's a whole nother conversation it's also really important regardless of different pockets of the world and like what their standards are for a body just look at historics like history and like how how we've actually changed what a woman should like yeah. and you can't, do, every single you can't decade. do that you can't like <laughs> literally it's gone so many like we literally glamorize like the kate moss thinness and now it's like you have to have big boobs and a butt oh and then yeah back in like the the 50s you had to it was marilyn Monroe. you had to be curvy using they used oh, to yeah. sell fat pills in the stores yeah so oh, every decade <laughs> every decade is a new standard so it really is important for us to do the best we can to honor our own body mm -hmm. live what feels healthy for us live what feels good for us, be okay with changing, How be okay someone do that? Well. Do you ever feel embarrassed that um, when you go to like pick up and drop off and- Oh, like we, have, we, have, we share, we share, kids, we share with <laughs> like, She doesn't have to go to the school. Like, we have to go pick up every day. And oh, like, oh. like we, we posted our bum rash, like just because that was, you know what I mean? Like we had a rash on our ass from the beach. And I, I was walking. But they look good, the bums. Okay, they do. Yeah, I was just my friends and they were like, wow, I wish my bums looked like your guys' bums. I was like, yeah, yeah. I walked in and I was just kind of like, hey, everyone's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, you see my ass? You know, parent-teacher interviews, how's it going? Like, because when you share so, not just the ass, when we're sharers. Yeah, not You're share. Like, we're sharers. And then people know every, it's a vulnerable thing constantly, even in 
everywhere we go, it's everyone kind of knows your whole story. Of course, but I think that it all comes down to your why. Why do you guys do this? Why do you guys do what you do? Because you yeah. want other women to not feel so alone. Yeah. So if that means a sacrifice in, yeah. in certain yeah. aspects, and everyone has their line of what is an overshare and what feels like not good to share. And I would never encourage, I wouldn't walk around being like, everybody needs to share their body on the internet and then you'll feel better about yeah. yourself. Right. No, that's not right. reality. Everyone, we're gonna, everyone everyone gonna, gonna, gonna start Wait, but Sarah said no. That's no. not what I said. Bye. I mean, it's whatever it is that makes you feel more connected. And I think that we, we're like growing what? up in a timeout. Well, like, just, how can women feel like you? How can women feel like Like, you? how can they liberate themselves and feel like if you were like to write a book? Mm. Are you writing a book? I mean, I've been asked to, but no, I haven't started. It's it feels like a lot of work. <laughs> You, I mean, I feel we, like we can, when you talk, we, you could write that book. We, we can chat later. <laughs> we're, um, we're on our second one. I think it's I think it's so interesting because it it really is down to how we view ourselves and how we view the world. And and my biggest point that I've always tried to make with people is when you think about the people you love the most, you're most attracted to, that you're most bonded to, whatever you look, most look up to. Name the top five things that you that you love about them. Go it's, ahead. Carry on. I'm listening. Uh, it's so easy. I'm never going to name. You're, you look great. And I'm never going to name your body and your uh, hair yeah. and your eyelashes yeah. as like the things that I love the most about you. I'm going to say that you're infectious laugh and the way you smile and the way mm. you make me feel safe. And you're a really good hugger. And like I love that you wear shoes in the house. Mm. They're, they're not qualities that have anything to do with what we look like. But how does someone explain? So if they're not told that, if they have like, you know, as, a, as our audience, a lot of yeah. moms and they're constantly giving. And you know, you're often beat up as a mom just mm-hmm. because your kids take it oh, out yeah. on you. And yeah. like, how is like, how do we, how I know it's like focused, like we say, expect what you expect of your children, mm-hmm. which is we expect way higher of our mm-hmm. children than we expect of ourselves, right? Yeah, we expect okay. our children are gonna grow up happy, confident people. But meanwhile, we're sitting there being like, I suck, I'm terrible, I didn't make the rainbow cake today with the gumballs out of right. it, you know, like all of that shit. How does um, how would how would you advise a woman to maybe like one little thing they can do to like just maybe set their intentions straight? Yeah. Well, the one thing to remember is every single moment of every day we're having two different types of thoughts, either negative or positive, and we really do have choice in them. So it might seem like we don't, but when we would talk to our kids about like talking to a bully, would we tell them to confront them? Would we tell them to fight them? Or would we tell them to walk away? And in our minds, we have this narrative that's been built upon society, experience, other people's ideas for us. And we do have to start changing what that looks like and start rewriting that narrative. And it doesn't come overnight. And I would say it does take self-awareness. I would say is the biggest, biggest piece because we're so good at noticing when things are really, really good and really, really bad. But the stuff all in the middle is usually the stuff that creates our bottom line. Just like if you're having an incredible meal out, you would talk about that. If you had a really shitty meal out, you would talk about that. But the meals we're having every day, that's what's actually nourishing us. So the thoughts we're having every day are actually building upon themselves. So how are we feeding that? Are we following people online that are enforcing a really shame-free message? And if for whatever reason we're feeling triggered and shame, we have to be, we have to identify that. It's not always like this big shock and awe moment or this over the moon, like, oh, I feel so amazing. Those are the highs and lows. But in the middle, if we're willing to be self aware and we're willing to listen to our thoughts, we can start paying attention to what we actually feel good around and what we don't feel so good around. Start changing our thoughts and our dialogues and having that choice. And I mean, it does take, for some, it might be really fast. Yeah. But it is something to practice like anything else. Okay. This is going to be a weird question. Yeah. No, you go for it. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.comslash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you, okay, so I, I feel, and I'm not an expert in this and I'm totally mm-hmm. learning. I'm not I, an expert in anything. So no, I'm, okay, so maybe it's not the, the answer you can answer, but I feel badly for the women who are doing all the beach, like who mm-hmm. are, you know, selling the beach yeah. bodies and the, because I feel like they're, I feel like they're sometimes getting shamed for wanting to change. They're like, where does this fall for women who like want to work out or yes. want to get fit and do want to lose weight if they have, like, is that okay now? Or like, diet culture and weight loss are not the same thing. This is such an important topic. Okay. Very, 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 very different. Anything that is a lifestyle that is like improving your wellness or makes you feel good, you should be allowed to do. At the end of the day, if we're going to use the term body positive, I believe the most body positive thing you can do is have authority over your body. Honor each other's choices. Be okay with her doing something for her body than you're doing for your body.、Totally. We're allowed to live different lives. What's not supposed to happen is shaming each other for the differences in what our choices are. And so I feel like it, it can feel so combative, and people think, like, oh, it's so bad that we're having all this stuff. But if, if you are somebody who's working, let's say, even in the Beachbody realm, because I know people who do it, and they're so amazing at focusing on. You know, feeling good and focusing on、yeah. working out for reasons beyond just losing weight. But you know what? Your body might release weight. And it's really great when there's people who work in nutrition and they teach you about food and like what makes you feel good. It's going to look really different for everyone. I have a ton of allergies. So I never will talk about what I eat in a day because guess what? I would never want that for somebody else because they have a totally different makeup、yeah. of a body than, than I do, right? So all of our bodies are designed completely different. Our minds are different. We, some of us make choices for ourselves that are totally healthy. And for some of us, it's It's like, you know, there's some people who can't not wear makeup because they feel so insecure and they will go literally to the beach and in the water with a full face of makeup on. And then there's other people who will judge a woman when she chooses to wear makeup when she just feels like it. There's so much different judgments and all these things all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let everybody do what they're going to do. If you're projecting what you feel is right onto other people, I think that's when you're wrong. Because you can, you can be so right in everything you're doing, but you can't project. I can't walk around saying, like, 
people are doing wrong because they're they're losing weight or that they're you know they've enhanced their body in a different way because guess what that's who I was like three years ago mm. doing a lot of different things and for me it was unhealthy but for other people it might not have been we can't really people get blanket this whole thing when we go and do shit at the dermatologist's office because they're like you preach authenticity I'm like Actually, that we don't preach anything. We just do what we do. And yeah. then we, we are like, we won't even give advice on parents. Like, we're like, yeah. we're not mama. We're fucking not an expert in of any course. realm. We, we just go every day what we feel like someday. Yeah, like and this. it's community, right? It's like figuring yeah. that out together and, and what that looks like. And I think that if we could just take a step back and recognize that we're all just doing the best we can and with the best of the knowledge that we have right now and understand that for a lot of people they are and as you especially if you have a platform they will project onto you what they want of yeah you. yeah and you have to really honor your own journey in that because you know what i might be doing a lot wrong right now and i don't even see it yet yeah, you won't like, see it for five years, years from now and then five like, years oh. from now i'm like wow i was really different then and, and look how i've grown and look how i've changed that's what the human experience is and that's what we say too to everyone like you can change your mind like I might say you're allowed to change your mind every day I can wake up and say actually I decide to do make this decision in my parenting yeah. I mean consistency is great in parenting but like in any way my view on anything could change tomorrow and I'm not, and I'm allowed to do that you're allowed to do that and I think that it's one of the most amazing things when we see that ability to change because a lot of times it can be really frustrating in a society where people feel so combative and so judgmental recognize that everybody can change their mind mm -hmm. and even if somebody's there right now how can we gracefully you know validate that they have those feelings right now that they're in that lifestyle right now not judge them support them be that landing pad for them oh, just and because of what anyone else is doing girl like that it doesn't you, impact you, you. Like, it really doesn't, doesn't. Mm -hmm. and and i understand it in a realm where like if somebody is dangerously promoting something yes. of course but we still have to let people live their lives we just watched a woman commit suicide in the uk oh, last yeah. week after being bullied so viciously online beast over there. and you know it's really opened us up to this conversation of are we ready to stop judging women are we ready to take a step back and start supporting each other like we this women supporting women thing unless you're willing to actually do it and it's uncomfortable sometimes it's really uncomfortable well, i think we have to stop judging ourselves before we can yes. stop judging i think it starts with like i hear my daughter's soccer team and they'll my daughter said something this weekend and I, and she basically was like oh I'm so bad at this and I'm like first of all you're not yeah. and then I said it's like when your friend in the car goes oh I only got a three like there's levels one two three four yeah. I only got a three plus or like a four plus in math and I'm like you got a one so how did everybody else feel when the four plus is the best and yeah. she's saying how terrible she is in yeah. that subject and I'm like everyone who got less than that mm -hmm. person and mm -hmm. she knows it's not everyone knows it. it's the best fucking mark you can get when yeah. you self-deprecate yourself yeah. In a negative way, not in a like, exactly. like, like you just put everyone else down around you who yeah. might, you know, like, I'm so fat. Well, this person what beside, somebody you, beside you, yeah. Is bigger than like, and we like, and fat can't be fat can't be such a morally bad thing. Just as skinny can't be a morally good thing. I was literally going through a divorce, so so thin, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, congrats!" Like on all your success. And I'm like, my whole life is falling apart inside. She was like <laughs> postpartum depression with the baby, anxious, not eating. Like you look so good. She's like, oh, but we've been taught, and we can't really get mad at people when they when they give those compliments because we've been yeah. taught that that is a compliment. Just like we've been taught that food has moral value, that there's good and bad food. Yeah. That there's this that. It is really, really important that we start removing a lot of that. And if we really want to be supporters of each other, be okay with other people being wrong sometimes or being in a mm -hmm. season where they're learning or being like, if, if you see a woman and you're like, I think she's doing everything wrong, 
just show up and be a friend. Like even if, if you think that you can comfortably have a conversation with her, or if you have feelings of concern, have them in a way that is like a non-judgmental tone because all of us are just figuring it out. All of us are just going through it. All of us like don't know what we're doing and we're showing up every day trying our No best. one knows what the fuck. Nobody knows no. what they're doing. Nobody. And people need to talk about that more. And also successes. Doctors probably know what they're doing. I hope no, they know. No, no. Sometimes no. Some oh, hopefully. Do you yeah. watch Grey's Anatomy? They get all the time. Like, I think it might be. No, I don't. But oh gosh, I hope the surgeon knows what he's doing. Well, yeah. They, most of them do. Uh, before we go, any regrets in anything in life? No, you know what? That would be so dishonoring to the, mm-hmm. to the journey. There's, of course there's things that I've done wrong, but that wrongness taught me mm-hmm. something every single time. Every failure has taught me something. Every bit of all of it has like, even a, even a marriage that I probably stayed into way too long. It brought me three kids and a perspective to appreciate what a good relationship is now. It's all for something. And if we're willing to alchemize the bad in our life big word. into something big, well, it's just, you know, alchemize. Yeah. Yeah. But like, just, we can, we can turn it into something good. And, and I have no room, I have no capacity to be weighed down by regret. Yeah. I only have capacity mm-hmm. to learn and to move forward and with a willingness to be wrong and sometimes to get it really right. So it's funny. A lot of men have regrets, which is interesting. Like when we talk, the ones we've talked to have regrets and the women have not, which is Super. I will say I do have one regret. Oh, this is, but it is again a lesson. Imagine she was like coming here today. Like, <laughs> I really regret this. Really regret it. <laughs> I regret not being a participant in my children's lives for a good solid time because I put my body as the most important part of me and why I couldn't be a participant. I wouldn't go to the beach. I wouldn't swim with them. I wouldn't oh, toboggan. Right, right, I wouldn't right. do all of these things because I had so much shame in what I looked like and I can't get that back. Would they know that? Would they see that? Would they see that as you? They definitely, we've had conversations about it before and they always talk about how mommy used to be and how mommy oh, is. So they, so they very much notice a difference. And I have to say like actionable steps, like things like a divorce, things like therapy, things like stepping back into my kid's childhood, even when it's super uncomfortable to be in a bathing suit around other moms who look nothing like you. Um, those are all like I. It's but you know, all the to, moms are thinking about them, not looking <laughs> like you. Do you know what I mean? Like they're all sitting there being like, "Oh my god, I like I've got an itchy badge and I yeah. can't itch it." Like literally, or it's is there is there, no, but is there hair? Like did I miss? Oh, like you know, sometimes like, I've been sitting there being like, fuck, "Oh yeah, fuck, fuck. you know, like we're all or like oh, we're god, all I've got there. hairy toes. I didn't wax." How them. do we take that thought outside and start watching our children? How do we take mm-hmm. it and enjoy the sunshine on our bodies? How do we take it and enjoy what life is happening in front of us instead of? everything that we're thinking on the inside. And so in terms of regret, that is probably the only one because I can't, even if I've learned from it, I don't get, I don't get a chance at that again. But I don't get that you get here again, you get, but I get now. But you could have another. Don't even, I know we keep talking <laughs> about it. She like, has no kids. Imagine I had a baby now. Why? Oh my God. You could. Oh my like 10 so years should. later, I really why start. Yeah, you I should mean, have a baby. This, if, you're, if you're like hard enough, if you're like, there's not no, enough. No, I'm literally on the fence. Oh, then you're happy. Oh, oh my God, that's so exciting. You should definitely do it. So badly. She wants a fifth. Uh, I just, I get freaked out because I just want to be, I want to be the hobbyist parent next time. I don't want to, I want to be the one that comes home and like gets to play with them and take them to the park. Oh, like 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 an aunt that lives next door. (laughs) No, no. More like how dads typically are. Like I want to be active in their life. What do you say to him? What do you say to him? Potentially, maybe. If we this is a call. Let's call. But do you know what I mean? Like role Shit. reversal a little bit. Like women typically are the ones, and obviously we have the boobs, so like the first year is kind of that. But 
We there's uh, a lot of um, and you not not for always because some people not for always, yeah, be, so, right? Of and, course, and but, the adoption people like use yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of women. that is best. Yeah, percent. And a lot so of women go back. To I would definitely three weeks. No, but I would I would definitely if I were to do if we were, if I was have a baby now, like you say, I would realize that I shouldn't just be like the one person who can do yes. it all. I want to be part of a village yeah, of all yeah, of yeah. us who raise this child together because that's eventually where I fell into. But our, our babies are like that. That was only me. Our babies are like that because they get raised by everyone. Yeah, because we started young. We started younger, and they're the only ones who will say to us like. Have a great like we've we've now flipped the script. I'm so, I'm not sorry for going away. Mommy's um, going away. Wish me a great trip. Mm-hmm. So we're not like I'm so sorry. This is how many days like we. Well, the, children grow up watching their fathers go on work trips all the time, and it's never an issue. And women do it, and you're like, oh wow, you really leave your family a lot. I'm like, oh, I, I I'm working. Like I don't really know what else to say. Uh-huh. And so then, I really want to have a I really want to have an opportunity to parent in a way where it's not all falling on me, girl, and that I actually this get an is opportunity it, baby, to share. This is it. That'd be really fun. I think you should do that. Just, just watch the experience for me. Just, just Online. so you can watch. I already said to my husband, I'm like, if we ever had a baby, can I like, so I was watching Brianna's like home birth and I was like, can we have the baby in the living room? So like all the children can like, yeah. gather around and I'll like give birth in this water tub. And he's like, Sarah, I don't even like the kids having a juice box in the living room. Oh my God. <laughs> you have a baby in here? And I was like, you're ruining this for me. You're my moment of thinking. Oh, he just has to say beautiful. yes. Does he want one? He's uh, he is very like whatever you want. Okay. And it's hard when you have grown ups in the ha- like big children. Both built in babysitters, you mean? Ho oh, ho! That's my oldest. He's the only one. She's like, am I gonna have a babysitter all the time? <laughs> How old is she? Fourteen. Oh, so she's I only have three years she's, left. At home. She's no, she's three summers oh, left before girl, she goes to school. Don't Whoa. think that way. They, we're closer to our moms than we've never have been, and we need them all the time. And what I hear is everyone leaves and comes back. They're, they're, I came back at age thirty. Yeah. My parents. They're it's only, great, go, they're only gone as long as they they'll be back, and yeah. you'll see them, and you'll go on yeah. vacations. Oh, I God. know it's gonna be. Everyone good. who says eighteen summers, I'm like, I don't know what world you live in, but I plan to be. My kids plan to. You know, we plan to have lots of time together forever. They oh, yeah. don't do that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us. Where can they find you all? Um, find me on the Birth Supply on Instagram. You'll find all of the stuff from there. We have an insider group. There's a Facebook page. I don't really hang out there too much, but uh, Instagram. Instagram. I spend four hours a day in the DMs and comments. So hopefully we can connect it's if you so need to. Are you on TikTok? No, not I'm a, yet. I'm a mother of a TikTok. So my kids have been on TikTok for five years. Yeah. It's really weird for me to think about shifting into it myself. Yeah. Because I've been just watching them and do it. And it's so much content. There's so much content to I can't dance. Guys, I'm like, unless I have enough alcohol in me to make me think I can dance, yeah. I can't dance. And that's okay. Do you hate the question, what's next? I do a little bit. We hate it. it. I hate it doesn't. It. I don't ever know what's next. I could never have predicted exactly. anything right now. That's what everybody And I feel yeah. like 2019, I said my word was that I was going to be a listening. I never wanted a podcast, and I had a podcast. I had yeah. one within a day, and I was like, oh, I guess I should have a podcast. Yeah. It's it's all it's fun when life is a bit of a surprise. Yes. I also like never had a birth plan because I was if I if things go wrong or differently than I thought, then I'll be disappointed in life. I like being but, like too much work. I was like, you uh, make, I can't even make a plan. You want me to make one for a baby? That's crazy talk. I just knew if it went a different way, I was then going to be stressed and disappointed. And I kind of feel the same way about life. Like, it's not that I have zero goals or things, ambitions. It's more yes. like, it's like I want to work every day. 
and I want to show up exactly who I am. I want to change my mind when I want to change my mind. Yep. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Am I going to write a book? Maybe. I don't know. Like it has to come to me. There has to be like actual steps and I won't do anything that I don't feel like I'm a hundred percent in for. Neither do we. We just fail if we do. We just start on something like this isn't going to work. It's not for us. Yeah. No. Yeah, oh yeah. God. You know how many times it's not for us? It's come. Not for us. We're not doing that anymore. What, yeah. And our team's not. like, what happened? Yeah. It's not for us. It's all the time. Now we're not doing that anymore. Right. But you never told me. Sorry about that. We're, just, <laughs> we're not doing that shit anymore. Change our mind. Literally. It, all the shows yeah. we do, we're like, we're doing something different tonight. Everyone's like, they know, they know to prepare. They're like, this is the, when a new team person comes on tour, this is the outline, but the girls always change the last minute. <laughs> so like, oh my before God, we go on stage, come to one of your shows, we're like, yeah. Girl, it's your last one. Oh God, they're a shit show. They're I fun. love that though. Really we're going wild. to London tonight. Oh my God. London, We've left to London, England. England. We're going worldwide, darling. Oh my God, that's my goal to be in UK 2020. Okay. To okay. go like for fun? Yeah, I just want to go. I just have a lot just of people. There's a lot of community people over there. There is. There's a lot of great people over there. Yeah. There's a lot there's of great lot. people. Online Exciting! Yeah. It's oh like, oh my gosh! It's a closer flight than LA, by the way. Oh, LA is the worst. We feel that we go fucking batshit. I'm swearing a lot today, guys. Wow. I'm going to Really? Better. Yeah, you've done way worse before. I know I have. Yeah. the big hoops. They're bringing out the big hoops. <laughs> uh, okay, we could talk all day. Yeah. Uh, but Lexi's going to have to edit this. Do you edit everything yourself? No. Oh. Delegate. Honestly, be, be if you want to be a champion woman, a great way you can do is like hire other women to do it for you. I'm not really good at cleaning my house. I hire that out a little bit too. Yo, fuck, so do we. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm one step it's away. It's the economy. Yeah. All right, bye guys. Thank bye. you for joining us. Cheers. Bye. Oh yeah, and if you don't like this, don't say anything. If you like it, <laughs> <laughs> don't be mean.